the distortion of the fabric of space and time around one black hole also exists for the other black hole. So you have black holes entering each other's event horizons. So I opened up that thesis. I didn't understand a single page in Meetups podcast. Alright. Me and Gus are cruising down the avenue. In the low rider. The Pontiac. Fat arming it out the window. We got the camera on. We have Hiru Onada repping it up front. The big boy. The Japanese bonsai. Pit Viper, aka Angus Munro. Sitting next to me, the first, <laughs> the first videoed podcast. Gotta go all out. Bought me fucking opals, bro. The opals are with us. Sit back, relax, because this is where the podcast is evolving, and you're part of it. Let's go. Yeah, I fucking hope it does. You're <laughs> failing. It's not the first. We've recorded two, and. They've backfired completely because of audio. So mm. we're going to stop it at like 10 minutes in, like pretty quick, like pre- pretty early on, mm. just to play it back and then see if it's the audio is fucked up again. Mm. Yeah. And then we'll, if it's fucked up, we'll, I guess we won't release it. We'll yeah, exactly. Again. That's the most fucked, annoying and then we'll thing. We'll wait for Tom to get here, mm. our Jamie. Yeah. Like we lost Kevin's one. We had Kevin oh on. My God. It was two, two and a half, half hours. hours of solid. Of a great chat And then yesterday we, Me and Gus did a solid hour Of another great chat Which I think we're A common vein With this is It's always a great chat But mm. It's depressing when you lose it But in a week's time It doesn't really matter But mm. it's, it's a bit gut-wrenching Because it's latency It's issues that We're apes here We're primates We don't understand Like computers Yeah Like I've, This is what the Probably the 15th time I've used GarageBand Like I don't know What mm. the hell I'm doing And you know, Gus is locking in. I am even worse than Gus, and Gus isn't even that good. I feel like we're Zoolander, bro, and we're smacking on the smacking on the Macintosh. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. I'm, oh. Yeah, but I feel fucking bro. Feel must, like my, I'm spiking on this on this thing. I must be so loud. Let me chill out. A yeah, bit. I don't need. You don't really need to sit close. Mm. It's me who really needs to sit close because mm. you can see. Like, look at me. I fucking my voice just carries. Is that I guess better. That mm. better. Isn't that yeah, weird? Yeah, it's a bit better actually. Do you think like if you're like see how my voice is getting picked up more, mm. but you, yours is spiking too? That's because I just moved everything closer, yeah, like, real close. But isn't it weird that like, my voice carries more than yours? Like it's it's like all to do with the shape of your throat and stuff. Mm. Mm. I feel like because I know how to kind of I I talk. I feel the same with headphones on or off. What do you mean? With you, however, I I'm feel loud. like when you put stuff that covers your ears on mm. you immediately talk louder mm. i think i'm a bit autistic because <laughs> i like you're here brother i hate loud noises like yeah i think i am there's definitely a spectrum right because <laughs> yeah. at work i need earphones on when i'm doing loud shit i cannot stand like if yeah, you get an angle grinder where's the fucking earphones like the earmuffs because 
I'm not doing that open ear. I'm going to get industrial deafness. The noise just fucking like literally, literally, I can feel it like warping inside my bloody... And killing ear, like, your eardrum. Mm. Yeah, I'm a bit autistic because I hate vibration. I turn all vibration off my phone because it kills me. It hurts my hands. When I'm in bed and I'm weak and I'm tired and I'm sitting there watching a YouTube video. <laughs> oh, it fucking drives me insane, bro. Yeah, it goes all the way through my crazy. fingertips. Hmm? You are a bit crazy. Yeah, so I don't have vibration and I don't have any loud noises on my phone except my ringtone. I love it when you call me Big Pop, bro. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure if we should cover the same shit we did. I want to go back yesterday. into it because I feel like we haven't even got all of it. All right. Let me get my phone up again. All right. Just so I can, like, kind of read off it. Yeah. But as we were saying in an unreleased video that will never see the light of day, mm. um, I was watching Vsauce the other day. And uh, old mate Vsauce coming in clutch, sorting. Half sorting out some of my uh, problems. Uh, and one of those problems being, well, I think I might suffer from protagonist syndrome. Yeah. For those who don't know what that is, it means that you think that you're the main character in the universe. Mm. Like everything kind of revolves around you as such. Yeah, and we were saying like, the, the, the interpretation I got out of it is, how do you know that's an illusion? Mm. Because we only know that we only know as as humans, like right now, we only know the world revolving around us because we are in us. You yeah. can't step into your mom's body. You can't step into your friend's body. The world does revolve around you because you are an individual consciousness. You know what I mean? Mm. Until you can become a collective consciousness, you really have no idea. But and that's why I say meditation and shit helps you have that perspective. But I'm like, is there a back... Like, how do you know that that's a thing? Like, how do you know it's an illusion? It might be the reality of the world because we really don't know. Mm. And also, um, like, I find benefit to using that in my life. If you think you're the protagonist, it's going to force yeah, you to do Yeah, it gives you drive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely gives you drive to like... Well, doesn't definitely, but I would think it yeah for me i guess you could say that it does give me some kind of drive because when i have these thoughts that like everything seems a bit too good to be true sometimes yeah i you going blank yeah bro it happens don't worry about it you gotta wait for the alpha brand sponsored by honor alpha brand thank you for sponsoring this podcast i appreciate it so much it's going to help Gus come back from his geriatric stages, but... Um, I'm doing this so much. Lately? Yeah. Mm. You do it off air a lot. Yeah, I do yeah. it on off air. Off air in very weird <laughs> I do quotation. It fucking, yeah. yeah. I do it fucking all the time mm. when I start talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? The protagonist... Syndrome. You said when things are going too well. You're talking about how you feel like we're lucky that we live in the era that we live in and it makes you feel like you're in a movie. You are the main character of your movie. Yeah. That's what we were saying. Yeah. Like I feel like it can be useful, like you said as well. Yeah. Because it makes you feel responsible for doing something with your life rather than just, mm. as I said before. It's like we're running over the same shit, so I'm just going to say it like we've already haven't said it before, but mm. it's like 
you don't you take it makes you go out and get shit done with your life rather than just you know uh getting a job getting a mortgage having Hold kids you accountable yeah living in the suburbs then having grandkids and dying like that i i have this i have this like black sheep genetic where whatever whatever everyone else is doing fuck that i'm doing something different yeah, I, I, I don't feel like, like I'm following the, the same. Grain. You are like especially in my family mm. Like, soon as I was talking about getting this tattoo, mm. everyone was like, I had my grandparents calling me. Really? And like, oh, how are you getting a bloody fucking tattoo? Did that, any of them got tattoos? No. I've only, I've only got one relative that I know of mm. that I haven't seen since I was like fucking four or five. I don't even know. But he's a bloody miner. Yeah. Up in like, uh, wherever the hell they're doing the mines. But you're closely in the sink of the family thing. So, like, it's a big deal for you to get it because you're yeah. young and you're, like, hanging around them a lot. Mm. Yeah, your mom was really interesting when when we were telling her about getting tattoos because she was thinking, like, what do you think people are going to think about you if you get a tattoo? And I said, I don't think anything about it. Like, I'm not thinking about the prejudice because mm. I've never seen the prejudice. Like, and she's like, your mom was saying, like, like... She was nervous for us to think that we would be perceived a certain way because of our tattoos. And I was thinking like, I come from a completely different perspective than that because I've grown up with my dad who has tattoos for almost all of my life knowing him. He got them late, but he has like tattoos all over him. So it's normal for me to see that. And I didn't see him every differently. I don't even see his tattoos anymore. Mm. It's just him. You don't see them after a while. That's like with this one, yeah. Yeah. It's just a part of me now. Yeah, and every now and again, you look at them, you go, these are fucking sick. Yeah. And that's, the, that's about it. And it comes down to like the deeper note. You know what I mean? Like mm. I think I separate myself from my physical self to my actual mental self. Yeah. Like, cause I look in the mirror and I don't think my body and my face, like I don't feel like this, this meat body suits my soul, if that makes sense. I look in the mirror and I see a stranger a lot of the time. So like the fact that I tattoo my body is just an expression of my inner self. You know what I mean? In yeah. a weird way. These tattoos have no meaning technically. I've gone on about them before, but <clears throat> like, if even if they're like, the people go, "Oh, they're on you forever." No, they're on me for like as long as I live. It's yeah. not forever. You know what I mean? Like I've, I, like, I detach myself from my body from my mind. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm not, I'm not attached to my body. So I can tattoo it. I can get it all inked up, and I'm never gonna not like it because I've never really cared about it too much. You know what I mean? Mm. Before. I mm. say the second type of syndrome. Mm. We've hit ten minutes. Ten minutes already, fuck. Yeah, that went real quick. All right, we'll be back. We'll be later. back. I'm gonna double check. Yo, suck on my balls. Everything's good, guys. Everything's good. I can. We can only pray that it's gonna st- keep going well. Yeah. Who knows? We might get an hour in and it's fucked, and then you guys will never hear this, and it would be. It's like we're speaking to the void right now. Yeah. So we're not even addressing a, an audience because you know there's a oh. high chance that it's gonna be fucked. Addressing the ghosts in the room. Mm. I can address the bonsai. This is Huru Onada. He's the he's the part of the podcast now. He will be here for every single podcast. That's the plan. And the plan is over the years we do this podcast because me and Gus have established that this is a thing we're doing for a long fucking time. Doesn't matter if it takes off. Doesn't matter if you cunts go, yeah, we're not listening to this anymore because we don't like you guys. Whether you're having a good day, bad day, in a couple years, we'll still be here. We'll be here, all right? We're still releasing content. That's what I'm saying. Like, you guys can drop off. You can pop back in. You can pop that out. 
we're holding strong. And Hiru Anada is going to grow with the podcast. You'll see him every single episode get bigger and bigger. From a year's time, it'll look different. And how cool will that be? Mm-hmm. I can give the backstory to who Hiru Anada is, who I've named this, this bonsai after. Yeah, who is Hiru Anada? I've told you, haven't I? A thousand yeah. times. Yeah, right. So Hiro Anada was a Japanese soldier in World War Two, right? And I believe he was either in the jungles of the Philippines or Thailand, right? I don't want to say one or the other because I'm a bit bro, like ha- hazy on that. Get to plant, bro. Yeah. But Hiro Anada was a Japanese soldier who was in the jungles in the so- uh, Southern Asia, mm. right? And he was in isolation for years, right? And he'd been fighting and living off the jungle and the resources and the little hideout that he had in the jungle. And this man stayed true and loyal to his country for decades after the war had even ended. These people, he would attack the villagers and the locals because he thought they were like spies. He, and his mindset was so ridiculous, right? So Hiro Nada went off when he was a young boy to go fight for his country in World War II, which he believed was right. And I don't think he was a bad man for fighting for Japan because no man does, no man does something wrong actively. I think he, everyone believes they're doing the right thing. And you think about the culture of absolute disciplined savages. I mean that in the nicest way that the Japanese yeah. culture is. The samurai and even the the Japanese soldiers who would commit suicide if they had to retreat. You know what I mean? These are absolute, like, the most disciplined, respectful. Bro, what his mother said to him. Yeah. Before going to war. Mm. So. I would like to ask a question of the audience, right? Say we were go to war right now with whoever and you're just about to leave and you were saying goodbye to your mother, possibly for the last time of your life to go in a major world war. What would your mum say to you in in like this present day? She'd say, I miss you. I love you. Please come back. She'd be crying. She'd, you know, Hiro Onada's mother gave him a knife and told him, use this knife to kill yourself and end your life if you are routed, never surrender. That's how fucking what crazy these the people were. the fuck, bro? That just shows, yeah, how disciplined, not just that family was, mm. but the entire culture yep. of Japan yep. was and probably still is. Maybe, they hold in it. fact, yeah. Like, you look at, like, some of their military military uh, uh, exercise videos. Yeah, I've they, seen them. Ooh, they go hard out. Mm-hmm. They are an insane mm. culture. It's it's like a combination. It's not like you'd say like savagery in just like the Vikings. Mm. They were like rough savages, right? right? Plunder, bro. But the Japanese were throughout history. Their culture was meticulous detail. There was art to everything. There was respect for everything, and there was commitment and discipline. Like. No matter what you did, if you you your job was to commit to that for your life, and that was your goal of life. You know what I mean? So sumo wrestlers will will from a child want to be a sumo wrestler, and most of them will fail, and they've pretty much fucked up their whole life to be a sumo wrestler when most of them aren't even going to make it. Yet they're yeah. still pushed to do that. So Hironada's mother gave him a knife to say, "Kill yourself because you'll never surrender, because we are never going to lose. Japan must survive, right?" So this guy has this mentality, goes into the jungle for decades, is living in this jungle and 
was told many times by his by the people that the war was over, the war was over, and he did not believe them. He saw he saw uh, newspapers that he'd come across, and it had pictures of Japan on the main like on the uh, headlines, right? And he looked at it and he said, it must be US propaganda because Japan would not exist if we were to lose. If the war was over and and I hadn't been verified that we'd won, Japan would be demolished. So he thought that, like he said that Japan would fight to the last child and woman and they will fight with broomsticks in the corners of their bedrooms before they kneel and surrender. Mm-hmm. That was his position. He had no idea about you know, fat was it fat boy or no fat man? Yeah, the, the two nuclear bombs. Man. Yeah. So that is why I name it Hiro Anada because it is a representation, a manifestation of just pure commitment. You know what I mean? Whether it was right or wrong, it's an interesting story. If you think about the psychology of that man, of how fucking strong you had to be. The only reason he left is because his general, who was old as fuck had to come personally into the jungle and tell him to stand down. And he and then Hiro Anada accepted it. He'd been holding this thought for decades. He accepted it, kneeled in front of his general, and handed over his samurai sword, bro. What the fuck? Like, how do you... I don't understand. Like, do they suppress backlash, or do they just have a switch in their mind from centuries if not millennia it's a cultural thing yeah just fucking murking everybody and being so disciplined Mm. that they just have a switch now that if the general says after 10 years of you thinking something's this way and then goes no it actually yeah we did do that and then oh okay cool I do surrender or do they what the fuck Mm. huh my life is a lie or I think they just go, I did my orders. I did what I thought was right. Boom. I think they're just animals, bro. I don't know. I don't understand the mindset, what his thoughts were, what his thoughts were once he like got in home and reestablished himself. I don't know what he did. I've got to look into it further, but the initial story hit me harder. Like that's that needs to be preserved. You're buzzing? Yep. Don't know where that's from. I really hope what that what? this doesn't get picked up because I don't know where that buzzing's coming from that's no, alright yeah bro but I was, t- I was watching a it wasn't a documentary it was a podcast about Japanese culture and mm. they were saying that from the point in time where Japan had to change and they lose the samurai class because you know how like we have the defense force and that's like the warrior class and they had to shift uh, from when the Japanese people had to urbanize they had lost their samurai class. And these were an upper class group of guys who were whose jobs were to literally fight and kill people. Yeah. They trained their whole life from a child up until they die and they later become politicians and stuff. Their whole job was to study uh, warfare and their job was to go to war and they were prized people and they had so much respect, right? So then urbanization happens. There's no more wars, so then these people who whose whole life's duty was to 
fight for their country, die for their country, and fulfill their destiny as samurai, which mm-hmm. is what they've been told when they're born, they all of a sudden have said, no, 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 we're going to put you guys in upper-class manager jobs in companies. We're going to help you build and urbanize this country. So you had a whole warrior class who was upset with the life that they were forced to live now. Mm-hmm. So how did they resurrect that? They enforced stricter stricter like ethics and, and ethos in the way of living. So you know how we think of the samurai as they were the poet, they were the samurai, they knew kung, they knew kung fu, they were politicians, they were well read, they were really intelligent men. The reality of that is, from what I've heard in this podcast, is that was kind of true, but not really true, right? So what happened was these were the warrior class and obviously respected with discipline. Mm. But what happened was the next generation who were born into that were never allowed to fulfill that. So therefore they tried to make that up with enforcing even stricter ethoses on themselves, which made their culture even more disciplined and more crazy because they were trying to live up to the past expectations of who they believed they were meant to be. So that's why these, these guys were so fucking locked in. So then you've even made it. So then therefore they move into this period of peace where they become even more strict mm. and then a world war breaks out. So these guys go from that period of peace, they've become more strict and therefore the World War II like soldiers were even more savage than the Samurais. Crazy. And that's what led to Hiro Anada mm. and his mother handing him a knife to kill himself. This is why they were so full on because these this like heavy arm of their past telling them this is how they should be Mm. it's not wrong they were like the most fierce people in all of the wars you know what i mean like just a shame they're on the wrong side i would have liked to have them on our side yeah yeah it's crazy yes um i was gonna say something about i'm gonna ask a question but i can't remember but to bring it back Mm. abovo abovo Syndrome, a bovo syndrome. Yes, you've been going deep on this. What is this? This is this is the next one he said, which is basically linked to it. Yeah, and it's a it's a this isn't what Vsauce says. This is what I kind of put into my own words. Smart, but um, you think your life is uh, a movie when you were born? Everything that has happened in the past. Okay, so before you're born, everything that has happened in the past, like history. Like World War One, World War Two, uh, even the Vikings has all led up to. The, it's just the backstory, yeah, of your life, which starts yeah, at the start of the like movie. the world and how you've like come to this point. Yeah, it's the context you're, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Then you're born. Yeah, that is the movie. Yeah, it's the whole build up, like the drop off, all the fucking little plot twists, whatever the hell. Yeah, basically the movie, mm. and then when you die. It's the credits. So, so like, there'd be no life. Yeah. After death, so yeah. you are the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe in that particularly. Mm-hmm. I but believe like, life will go on. I can relate to some of what it's saying in the fact that, like we said last time, uh, we're born in such a like rich age yeah not like as in money wise yeah but as in technology wise and how i guess 
although we are still divided as like people mm. we are more connected and just the amount of new technology coming in like Neuralink mm. it's insane and like you always say to me although none of you guys know the singularity I haven't told them about the singularity this yeah is no, that's what I said they don't know yeah fuck the singularity guys mm. fuck me dead I gotta explain the singularity now it's worth it it gets it me hyped and is. I hope it gets you guys hyped because it fucking jeez me up when I hear this right so there is a prediction that and this you know this is the point of the podcast where we'll be clicking through it and I'll just every point I click it's me ranting and I'll be like fuck bro calm down mm. but I can't help myself guys I get way too hyped like fuck <laughs> but anyway the singularity right so there's a prediction that within our lifetime the world will change more than it's ever changed ever it sounds crazy mm. but and if I look at the camera if you're listening I have, I'll try to explain it for you but there's a graph right and it's the graph of human development and technology so here's the graph here and here's like the development of the world and then you have the industrial revolution is the start of the shift where technology will, is starts improving at an exponential rate you know urbanization the development of um logical thinking rather than superstitious thinking you know what i mean superstitious thinking so these are all like perspective shifts and technological shifts that have drived progress and thing so like before like the 1900s and stuff academics would explain like would have a part of a scientific study could be explained through a uh could be explained through superstitious reasoning like god the work of god through a religion Yeah. yeah but then they had a shift where psychologists and sociologists were discovering that no we need to have a basis in materialism in the materialist world and everything can be explained by logic Mm. and this little shift in perspective has helped develop the world so much and so through a technological evolution industrial revolution people start moving closer to cities industry improves through capitalism and shit right and that creates more thing and obviously there's a communist in uh like china and and russia pretty much but so the development happens and then internet boom spikes and then they say within our lifetime possibly probably within our lifetime that we'll hit this point where the bell curve goes it shoots up and we don't know where it goes because it's from the development of ai we're on a we're on a we're going to hit the point of no return where we will develop ai it will be conscious it will be sentient and we cannot take a step back from that we have jumped off the cliff and we are falling and we don't know where we're going to end up but it's somewhere right and it's exciting and scary at the same time so the way they explain this is that when ai becomes sentient we will create ai and we'll give it power to make itself better so ai will then use the infrastructure we've already created to make itself better and then when it's made itself better it will use even more infrastructure to make itself better and then through that paradox it'll just keep making itself better and keep growing and growing and growing and then we can learn from the ai and then make ourselves better then to make the ai better then the ai can develop enhancements to the human brain which can which can make 
us better, which can make us make the AI better. And so we'll all just be bouncing off each other, spiraling up to the fucking, like, uh, like up to the fucking evolution of human society. So then I just, it, like, where do we go from there? What, 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 what is it? Boom, motherfucker. Your mind has just been blown, bitch. I hope someone's sitting there going, no, it's not blown at all. It's obvious. It's obvious what happened. I saw this coming from a while. And I think like a massive part of it is a decision that we make. Like, do we integrate ourselves with AI or do we integrate AI? No, or do we integrate AI separate to the humans? Because I feel like AI can get so smart that it makes us redundant. Yeah. Because think about how like stupid, how many stupid people there are in the world, us included, like realistically to the intelligence of an AI. Like you've ever met a really smart person you feel dumb and you know you're dumb. Like I speak to some guys and it freaks me out like how how like articulate and how mm. well like they just know. They just they have a they have a higher frequency. Yeah. So then imagine AI making those guys feel dumb and then them multiplying themselves and then making themselves even smarter. Humans just become trash. So the decision is you have to integrate AI into you so that AI can only live with humans because if it if it gets so smart, it sees us like an ant on the road. You know what I mean? And it's a car driving over us. It doesn't, it's too, it's above, it's elevated. It's, it's, it's evolved to a higher plane of existence than we can even comprehend. Mm. Like when you wave your hand over an ant's nest, I don't, it, it doesn't pick up, they don't pick up that you're a human being waving over it the ants can't comprehend that you go home and you go to bed and you go sleeping and then you go to work here's the here's the mind fuck right think about the complexity of an ant to our life how much different it is and how they can't comprehend it i was about to say i can't comprehend an ant working all of its life like when we go to bed they're probably fucking working yeah but see like we no, but we can understand that because we understand what they do an ant doesn't have the mental capacity to understand what a human being does. It can't research us. They can't, as far as we know, ants, beware, sus. But we can't, We they can't comprehend what we do and what humans are and we have the ability to, the capacity to think and have ideas. They don't have that. But we can understand what they do 24-7, right? Mm-hmm. And as I said, the complexity and the mindfuck comes from where else can we go when if an AI gets so above us, which is inevitable to happen, there's this bell curve and this prediction that a lot of very smart people are saying is going to happen. How do we even comprehend not being able to understand what AI is going to do? Mm. Like, can you like the difference between an ant and a human life is so intense. Imagine the same disparity between a human life and an AI life. Like, we're just useless. They'll just run over us. They, they'll see us as an infection. So you have to put them in our brain through Neuralink, right? And I'm the first motherfucker on that list to get that mm. chip because yeah, you got to go with it. Can't fight it. Mm. I was watching Age of Ultron yeah. the other night and there was like a little sentence that uh, uh, Vision said, I think, mm. or one of the characters and they were like, they can't... Uh, Ultron, who's like this uh, uh, AI, like basically yeah self-aware all Mm. that shit um says he wants to save the world but they one of the characters says he can't tell the difference between saving the world and destroying it Mm. like by like by wiping out because what he wants to do is lift up a massive 
piece of earth and then drop it back on the freaking earth. So, Credit. Yeah. yeah. Basically, the whole dinosaur scenario again. Yeah. So, why do you believe that we're wrong, though? I believe it's like the whole kind of like what everybody thinks an AI would think of us that we're an infect- infection kind of thing. Yeah. Or like a disease. Which we kind of are. Mm. I always think of that like the you could replicate a disease to our cities and our highways. It's just mm. little organisms running and you know just what? damaging the, the universe. You, you know, know what I found so retardedly funny? What? I can't remember where I heard it. Down syndrome funny, you mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's Is that even worse? <laughs> yes, it's way worse. Yeah. Um, that someone was saying that uh, if we are a simulation, right? Mm. Like the universe is this massive simulation. Yeah. Are we like, we could be like a little glitch in the system and we're like a virus. We started on this little file earth and you know how we want to go to Mars? Yeah. And we start colonizing planets and this virus starts corrupting this like computer. Yeah. And then they find out about us and then just like, oh, we need to update this shit. Oh shit! Imagine, That's that, yeah, like yeah. You, another interesting thing. Yeah. Before we move on, shoot it, bro. Let's go. Uh, well, in fact, sorry, we are moving on. Alistair said to me, yeah, because um, we were talking about space and shit like that before we got home. Uh, and he said something that kind of made me go, "That's stupid." And then double think it and go, we talk about that shit all the time. You know how I'm pretty sure it's you that says when we die, yeah, we might be like ascend into like the fourth dimension or something like that. Yeah, that's what I think could possibly. I have obviously no backup, but I have a thought that it could be now. Alistair was like, my theory. You wrote down Alistair's theory of dimensions and death. Okay. Every time we die, we go up a dimension. Yeah, I've heard so about this. So we were in the yeah. first dimension, then we died. Second dimension, then we died. Now we're in the third dimension, we die. We go into the fourth dimension. Yeah. We die, go into the fifth dimension. That sort of makes sense, hey. Yeah. I can understand that could be a, a real thing. Yeah, because... But then where do the dimensions stop? What a fucking over. The way I think of it, right, is I think it could be interesting. If you've never heard this, I think it could like be like, whoa, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Like, I think that we could all be the God... I, I explained this in the last podcast. Say it and I might. Yeah, I it's like we could all... The, yeah, I did, I did. We could all be the same... We could all be the same... Uh, we could all be the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And every religion's God is the same God, which is all of us. Right, so I think that God. This is I'm not even I'm not certain on it, but it's just a a belief that has no like it doesn't hurt anyone. It's just a it's just a way of thinking about something that it's it's an interesting thought of how the world could exist, and it 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 kind of makes sense, and it doesn't really tread on anyone's toes. So all the gods that we all aspire right and all the gods that we worship all have the same characteristics Mm -hmm. so i believe that i believe i think i could like a speculation a thought idea is that when we die no it's like we don't even realize we die right 
So when we die, we legit jump out of this life and we're in the fourth dimension, right? And the fourth mm-hmm. dimension is where you can look over time and you can jump in to wherever you want. So the God who we worship or whatever lives on the fourth dimension and he, it is everything. It is the universe. It is every single living thing on the universe and the universe is just the playground, right? So this God runs, it, you could see it as like an algorithm or like a system, right? And it plays out infinity within itself. So God will put out through all of the universe and all the multi all the multi-dimensions, It'll have every single factor and variable to every single thing to infinity. So it'll play my life. So it'll jump into my body with my with my upbringing and it'll live my life out on a streamline, right? Mm. And I'm stuck on this on this line, which is my played out reality. It's my future that's already been laid out for me. And right next to me, there's another version of me that has I knocked this can over halfway through this podcast and that's all that changes and there's that changes and massive changes little changes everything from the gravity is less the gravity is more and i'm living my life and that's infinity and then the god is in the fourth dimension jumps into your body and it does the same thing and it does the same thing for every single human being on the on all of this planet and it is the collective god which we all worship because it is all of us and that's where people say like what is the ultimate key to the universe? It'd be love, right? Because if you love, treat treat others like you'd like to treat yourself, mm. which is essentially another way of saying that we are the same. You should treat each other the same. Mm. You know what I mean? It's hard to articulate this idea. Um, but it's like once you die, you get sucked out of the matrix, you could say. And you're like, whoa, where was I? And you've pretty much, you're pretty much a god that's given itself amnesia to live out a life, to experience life. The God's life is to experience life and then it dies and it jumps out. It goes, oh my God. And then it jumps into another life, lives that life just to experience life and it lives infinity. And then once a God lives infinity, I don't know. Listen, this will help people, I feel like, if they want to dabble in that idea. Yeah. Listen to Logic's album, The Incredible True Story. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's, that's what the ice first popped into my head when yeah. I listened to that. Yeah. Um, it's a concept album and fuck, it is so good. He's got Neil deGrasse Tyson on it playing mm. God. What's it called again? What? The album. The Incredible True Story. Ah. Yeah. Really good album. It explains exactly that, but it's like storytelling as well. Yeah, storytelling helps like, a lot. Mm. There's like a character and Neil deGrasse Tyson is a God. Mm-hmm. Super, super interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happens when we die. Yeah. I don't, I'm excited. Though. I would like to know, but I don't want to know at the same time. If you could die right now and know you're coming back, would you die? Just to find out? No, I'm coming back. Like, if you said, if you knew 100% sure, there was obviously no games, it's not the devil or anything. Mm. So you can choose to die right now, you will see the afterlife or you'll see there's nothing and you can come back straight away whenever you choose. Would you choose to die right now and then come back? Just to see. That's really hard. That's a real. That's you'd think that'd be like an easy question for me to answer. You might see something you d- you can't unsee, and you might come back. It's or like be like, I want to go back, and then when you're back, you're like, but there is an afterlife. There is fucking 
Oh, what was no that? No you. Not even that, but then you got like you deal with that inside your head. You're like, why am I even living mm. if I know there's that out there? Yeah. So, and, it's, and it's like you could go insane, right? Yeah. And I always think like insane people, they're crazy. But what if they're so crazy they're right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like what if we're just living our little reality and we're boxed into our little box and the person who's gone insane who has schizophrenia sees outside the box and it's fucked them up because they can they can never unsee it. So then they freak out and then society puts them in a box and goes, oh, you're crazy. What if they're not crazy? What if they're really actually seeing? Mm. You know what I mean? And we're just a victim of our perception. Mm. And that could be the same thing. You die, you come back. <gasps> you're trying to explain to everyone you're a maniac. You can't get this thought out of your head because you've seen it and you're just trying to spread it to tell everyone, mm. why are you living your life this way? Nothing happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could make you go insane. Mm. But would you? Well, that's the thing. If I'm immediately... Okay, is the question, I die, and then I can choose to come back whenever I want. Yeah. Or... You can choose back to come... You can come back whenever you want. But if you is go it there, that there is an afterlife? If there's, if it's just black, you come back straight away and you, re, you remember it's just black. But if yeah. there's an afterlife, you can stay in that afterlife for as long as you want and then come back whenever you want. That's a bit fucking locked. But can you even come back at that point? Yeah. I feel like... You'd be way too wise. You'd be way too... But you come back... And you're a god. Yeah. Everybody sees you. Oh, Jesus, the Messiah has returned. <laughs> That's what Jesus was. Fuck, <laughs> bro. Jesus came back. Before he even came back. Bro, where are you, Jesus? We need you. Yeah, so would you do it, do you think? I would do it. <sighs> yeah, you think it'd give you freedom. If it was black and I came back... I'm like, whatever, sick. Yeah, I'd just be like, okay, well, I only have one life. YOLO is literally real. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, let's go. Yeah. Like, I was just saying to the boys today, because Alex was reversing the truck mm. and hit uh, old mate's car. He, they, he didn't fuck it up or anything. Like, he literally nudged the nudge bar yeah, yeah. Um, on the car, or the bull bar. And the guy, he's an older bloke went and spray painted all the car, like corners of the car and like sides of it in like uh, a fluoro so Alex wouldn't hit him again <laughs> oh but was he his dr- daily driver it's kind of it's a work vehicle so but I'm not sure if he t- I think he takes it home no it was like a uh, high vis like uh, yellow or Bro, green that, he went deep for the joke mm. that's me that's me well, it's funny because is he joking or yeah. is he actually going yeah, no, I don't hit my car. <laughs> You're probably a bit of both, eh? But I was just saying to uh, the other boys in the truck as I was reversing in, I don't even know why I said it, but I was I just said to them, I really want to just reverse into or smash into someone's car. Like, it doesn't have to be a high-speed collision. Just, yeah. like, hit them in the side, wherever, dent their car, Yeah. get out while they get out, turn around and leave. While they're just sat there, what the fuck are you doing? Just, uh, just cause carnage. Yeah, just. Like, yeah, just be a I chaotic, want to just be able to just get out. Don't say a word. Leave. That's what everyone wants, though. Everyone yeah. just wants to fucking just. Everyone wants to have a re- cause a reaction without reacting. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, bro. You want to just run up the ass of someone and just be like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. Just get out. You can't leave. Yeah. 
it's disarming if someone doesn't react back. Like, oh, you're yeah. going up in arms and someone just doesn't respond to you. Mm. It's, it'd be weird. You can't hit someone when they're just Yeah, if someone there. did that to me and they just started walking off, I would be like, we're in a simulation. That's a robot right there. Yeah. <laughs> but. Mm. Mm. Ah, you were saying something. I was going to say. What was it about? Don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something about dying and then come back. Well, what do you think happens when you die? What do you think happens? Do you have any uh, any quaintest idea? Quaintest? Slightest idea? I'm going to be using words wrong. Well, I really want scientists to figure out if DMT is released in the brain if we die of natural causes. Yeah. Because I feel like if you jump off a building and you plummet to the ground and your brain gets smashed in, how is it going to release it's all mangled on the floor there but if you die on a on your deathbed or something does it get released why does it matter though like it could because be like- i feel like that would mean that that would mean something because you hear about all the the ayahuasca retreats in peru yeah and in i think the amazon mm. um Probably not, but uh, is in the Amazon as well, yeah. Is yeah, the yeah ayahuasca retreats and them taking DMT and what a wild experience it is. Mm. And some people feel like they're there for months, years, and then they come back and and they go, oh, I learned this, or the very small minority would just be, I've had a bad trip, or that was cool. Yeah, won't take anything away from it, but I think people rarely don't take anything away from it. Mm. But yeah, I feel like that would be like play a big factor in why I would believe there's like some sort of afterlife. Mm. When I said why does it matter, I mean like when you if you say you chop your head off or you smash your head on concrete and you smush your brain. Does the DMT get released? Well, that's why I I, I, I feel you're going to call me stupid. What? But you know how there's ghosts and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Well, it's that, not that I believe it, yeah. but... It could be a cause if this was true. Yeah. That souls are trapped here because they have died in like some sort of horrific way mm. where, I don't know, the DMT hasn't been able to get released in the brain. Mm. Well, here's an idea, right? If that was true, what makes... when Before you die, right? So say you die in natural causes, you're lying in your deathbed, and the last few seconds, you take your last breaths, you say your last words or whatever. What makes the DMT kick in? Because once you're dead, you're dead, right? Mm. Does it kick in once you're dead? Or does it kick in just before you die? And how does your body and your brain know it's just about to die? Mm. Right? So what if... What if... Speculation, right? Yeah. With what I said before, with you're just living infinity from a God, right? And you're on a tightrope, which is your life, and it's all set out before you. What if the DMT that hits your brain before you die, doesn't matter how you die, it hits you because it already knows when it's going to die. So your body, before, you, before you're before you even born, knows how long it's going to live. 
So if you're actually going to kill yourself and jump off the building and you know, and, and, and the equation, right? The, 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 the tightrope that is your life is already laid out to a certain length. If you've tried to kill yourself six times within that life, you're never going to get the DMT rush because you're because you know you're you don't know, but your soul knows it's not time. But that last time you jump off, and as you're falling, the DMT rushes into your brain, boom, you splat, you're pulled out of your body, and you're back into the fourth dimension, right? Mm-hmm. So what if that happens every single fucking time, and it's already laid out? The DMT activates when your soul knows it's going to die. That's an idea. So if you yeah. chop your head off, it activates just before you get your head chopped off or as it's being chopped off, it activates. You know what I mean? Because what is the catalyst that causes it to be released? But you were saying like, is it in the brain? That is very interesting. It is. In, it, it's weird. It's an interesting concept. But what I was going to say is they've already proved that DMT is in your spinal cord. It's in your lungs. It's in your brain. And that the reason why I get the whole, is it released in your brain? Because yeah. they... Did a test on rats. Yeah. I believe it was. Yeah. And that's what happens. But I believe that's been found redundant because they've found traces and it's in they it's in your molecular structure. Like DMT makes up mm. your body. You know what I mean? Like it makes that's up so plants. Crazy. It's like a building block yeah. of life. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's crazy. So like this this building block of life that builds your body and is it is the particles and the cells. It's in the it's the particles and it's in the cells of your human body. If you smoke a high concentrated amount, you leave your body and see another dimension. Out of body experience. And I hear someone say, that's just stupid. That's just stupid. This stuff is built, you are built out of it. And if you and if you smoke and inhale a large amount, you see gods and you speak to gods and gods Mother speak to Ayahuasca, you. Mother Ayahuasca. Bro, how can you hear that and just not do anything about it? Like, how can you hear that and go, Wrong. Yeah, I'm just gonna like not think about that for the rest of my life. Like, I'm a curious mind. Mm. I cannot hear that and not be curious. Like, I have to do that one day. I can't I not do that. I'm definitely doing that. If you ever hear me, for those listening who know me, if you ever hear that I'm going to Peru or the Amazon, you know, you best believe I'm, I'm, I'm not meeting gonna hide Mother that shit. I'm going for it, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I don't like I feel like it's people's mindset that they've been drilled into from their birth right it's just like oh can't do this you this is bad because society tells tells me it's bad the people upstairs the people above us who make the laws are smarter than me and they know better than me and I need to trust these people nah bro do your due do your your due your due diligence mm-hmm. right and question everything Okay, why is it illegal? Why is it illegal here and le- uh, like legal, legal over there? there? It's just the same thing as weed. It's just like, okay, is it addictive? No. And addiction isn't even bad for you. You have nicotine addiction, you have caffeine addiction, you have alcohol addiction. Addiction shouldn't be a reason to make something illegal. We have the right to choose, right, mm-hmm. as human beings, right? So that makes that first point redundant. Can it poison you? No, it can't poison you. It's 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 handled perfectly by your body. Alcohol is is poison and we have that legal right Mm. what does it do it makes you question reality and it makes you not want to fall into line with the rest of society you know what that is that's a danger to the people who build the laws of society so they make it illegal yeah they don't it sounds so like conspiracy theorists but they honestly don't like it because it makes you question what's 
right in this world. And that's what we need in this world. Do we want change? Do we want Black Lives Matter? Do we want women's rights? You know what helps people change their mind? When they see that love is everything. Mm. And that's what this shit does. You know what I mean? Mm. Now, for those that don't believe that alcohol isn't poison, why do you think you throw it up on a bender? Mm. It's your body telling you, it's not just too too much much. of this shit. It's this shit will kill me if it stays in. Like people get alcohol poisoning people get their stomachs pumped all the time yeah and there's nothing against drinking alcohol Uh, bro I will have a drink I don't know sometime in the near future whenever I stop this sober shit yeah but I can safely say that I will drink yeah same throughout my life the rest of my life I'll also smoke cigars yes on a boy's birthday Mm. I'm not opposed to any of this shit yeah I just want people to know that the facts yeah I'll drink alcohol. I'll get absolutely destroyed at a pub. Mm. I'm not against this. It's bad for me, but I have the, like, it's, it's a, it's a point of weighing up. Do I want to like live and fulfill like experiences or do I want to live distance? It's a way of getting in the community, bro. Yeah. It's a balance, bro. It helps you meet people, helps you talk. Like there's a value to it. And it's, there's a reason why it's stuck around in society for so long. And, but I'm not against alcohol. I'm not, not one thing is weighed more. I am, for the right for human adults to make a decision for their life yeah. we can buy guns right I can choose to shoot someone but I never will because I'm a normal fucking human being I should have the right to do whatever I want if it doesn't hurt anyone else yeah well, I can go skydiving mm. you know what I mean well, with that shit I feel guns is kind of a bit of a different story what do you mean just any kind of weapon really sure you should be able to have it whether it's for like recreational like and leisure kind of shit or yeah that but if they're gonna make it that legal Mm. like across the board they need to do heavy Background checks. Yes. Yeah, so like even psychological tests. Mm. The thing is, psychological tests might not necessarily be legal because the process of getting it, like in Australia, we don't have these issues that America has. And guns are super legal. Yeah. Like that's what people don't understand. Anyone can get a gun if you're like, if you have a clean history and you've put yourself in a good position to, to receive the privilege of having a gun. And the difference between the right to say smoke weed or the right to have a gun is weed doesn't kill people guns kill people therefore you need to have more of a uh you need to hold people's hands more with guns and make sure they're doing the right things with them which i agree with that i want i will jump through extra hoops to make sure that my fellow people and the children and everyone in this country is safer yeah because i am choosing to have a gun therefore i must uphold a standard of who owns guns i'm not going to be a fucker with it because i know it's dangerous but i think that if you are a good person you should have the right to do whatever the fuck you want Mm -hmm. as long as it's not hurting someone you know Mm. especially you can't hurt your own children a lot of people are neglectful to that look at me get on my fucking soapbox but i don't know man I see, like, I saw the other day, like, this lady would, had a pram and she was smoking a diet with her mum right next to the pram. I'm like, like, you can do it. I'm never going to say anything, but it just makes me sad. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that shit 
adds up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every little cigarette a baby inhales, its brain is legit growing. Mm. Like starting that Nick addiction early. That's fucked, bro. Yeah. Already nearly an hour in. Yeah. I need to take a wee. Oh, have I'm fun. Go I'm by yourself. Trapped again, but this time they can visibly see me stutter over my words. For those who don't know what that means, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't mention it. You'll figure it out one day. That's all I'm going to say. Um. Sorry for how long this probably will take to come out because this is the first audio uh, and video recording. So I'm going to have to piece these together, try and edit the video, got to learn the shit. Uh, so this one might take a while, probably longer than what Baddies took to come out. But uh, hopefully it goes swell. And hopefully this audio isn't fucked. It wasn't at 10 minutes, so let's just hope the next 40, 50 minutes is all right. We can only pray. Mm -hmm. Pray to the uh, gods. Okay. Yeah. Bro, I need to burp so much. It's terrible. I'm so I apologize, guys. Yeah, right. I fight all the time. Yeah. You should be blessed. Feel mm. blessed. Oh yeah, I was going to say, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about um, you got. To, I wanted to be the first guy on the list to get Neuralink and all that. Yeah. I was thinking, because it's either you can either resist that Neuralink or you just go and get it and be like the first on the boat and I feel like that'll do me better if it's a good decision. Like, you never know. But I feel like I might as well just go and get it when it's when it's available, if but I can afford it. I feel like it should be with everything. Never buy the first or second model. Someone has to though. Someone has to, but you should just wait. People will do this, bro. Yeah, it's a given. I fucking want it. <laughs> yeah, but It'll you should spread. wait till it's perfected. Yeah, but I feel like. I could be part of the development of it. Like, I feel like it's important. Well, that's what you want to do. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's important for the human society. So I want to be, I, I would want to be one of the first to do it because someone has to, you know what I mean? Like, mm. get me on that. But I was thinking, uh, to relate that back to a quote, right? Bro, it's only like a philosophy, fucking existentialist um, podcast, but it is what mm. it is. I had this thing where you have these, you have these, like characters in movies, like they're like an archetypal character, right? And it's like in Harry Potter, right? Um, there's that character that, um, fuck, I'm dying here. What, I'm trying what, to explain what, myself. What, what? Sorry. In Harry Potter, there's Voldemort, and he has that little rat, that little rat henchman, right? Mm. And he always survives because he swaps sides. And he's adapting to the surroundings. And there's like the there's the movie archetypal character, the guy who's the little rat that switches from side to side. Just whoever's like whoever's winning, 
he sides with. And then if they lose, he'll quickly find a way to sneak onto the other side and be with them. Mm. Like, oh, there's that movie. Oh, which movie is it? And it's this bloke. Oh, far out. If it comes to me, I'll say it. But the reason of that is, I think that there's a, a group of people, right? who've survived throughout history and passed on their genetics from mm. doing that, which is why that's a thing in a movie. That's why we it exists. And it comes down to, it's not the strong who survive, it's the adaptable who survive. It's the weeds, bro. Yeah, bro. The weeds. The weeds. You grow <laughs> and no one else can, bro. Weed. You'll survive. Mm. It's, the, it's whoever can adjust to change the fastest often survives. That's something like, I think that's super important. Mm. Like if society changes and shifts, you need to be on the ball to get on that or you can be left behind. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Financially, any, like anyway. Yeah. Would you, you ever go to Mars? What? Would you ever live on Mars? And you know you can't come back? Depends what I was doing there. Well, what does it depend on? Like... If I was living there just to live there, no. But if I was exploring Mars and like an, well, ex- an exploration I say team, I'm live on. on Mars. You're probably going to be going there and researching the fuck out of the place. Yeah. Because, like, could I come back to Earth? Or would I have to stay there for a one way trip? One way trip. See, I wouldn't go to Mars if we had already established civilization. I'd only want to go to Mars as a frontiersman. Mm. Because I'd want to pay... Like, this is like a common thing in my mind where I just want to be... Like, I want to help progress humanity. That's like... Like, the essence of what I would like to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Help... Help push... Help push human evolution up. And if I can play a small part in that, I'd love to. So, if we'd already created, like, suburbs on Mars in domes, fuck that... Earth's way better. I can walk outside without a without a helmet on. I can see ducks and shit. Why would I want to go to Mars? There's nothing there for me. But if I was like, okay, you're going to be on the expedition team on the first fleet to Mars and you're going to build the civilization. You're going to build the first schools. You're going to explore the planet, make new discoveries. Bro, I'm there. Mm. But I'm probably not smart enough to do that. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. At least you have somewhat of a positive outlook. What? I would, if I was going to Mars or was just like, fuck it, going to Mars. Yeah. I think everyone I know that is like close to me would have to be like wiped off the place, like planet, like face of the earth. Yeah. Try to even think about that. I didn't even think about like yeah. leaving my family and shit. I was just like, let's yeah. fucking go. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's gone. And I'd just be like, yep. I'm applying to go to Mars. I'll just be a shit kicker up there. Fucking steal one of the rovers. Yeah. Send it to a fucking crater or a mountain. Yeah. I think the problem is there's already so many people that already want to go to Mars who are already prepared to do that. Mm. I think we're going to be the ones going. There's already way smarter people who put their names on lists like 10 years ago to go. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I'm not sure if it actually... I'm still confused because I've heard that something about a one-way trip to Mars... I don't think maybe for that's initially what I don't think it's a one-way trip because they've got to develop society you know what I mean mm-hmm. they've got to have like f- f- like freight train like big ships and freights across yeah well that's what they kind of want to do with oh is it Elon 
o uh, Bezos. I don't know. I think one of them wants to go to the moon and like set up a whole station there Send and it. like get all our resources from the moon. Send it. Yeah. I why not? Like I think we just need to get off this rock. We're way too vulnerable on this one planet. Mm. We need to go multiplanetary because space mining, bro. That'd be so freaking weird. Space mining but then eventually it just becomes a job. Like do you want to be a miner on an asteroid in space? You, fucking you, Earth, that'd be sick. Imagine being gone for a year or two. Fuck that. Just on another freaking place. Bro, do you want to be a miner in a mine here? I could do it, yeah. But would you do that for like your life? Depends. Because like that's not for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I just think, okay, I'm, I'm a miner on a planet on an asteroid. But at the end of the day, you're still a miner, which isn't what I want to do. Of course, it's a cool setting. But whenever I think of like a mining planet or a planet that mines asteroids, it's always a bounty hunter landing on that planet to fuck some shit up. You never actually see the miners mining. You know what I mean? Like to them, it's just an everyday job. And the everyday jobs that everyone does are never attractive to someone. You know what I mean? Like they always get filled because people, you know, got to live. Right? But it's not attractive. Like, they're never going to make a movie about, oh, imagine, that's such a good idea. They just make a movie about a miner, like a drama, a really well-written drama about a miner on an asteroid. And they just don't even mention how crazy it is. It's just life. Yeah. That'd be really, I always, like, wonder that. Like, if they had really good writing in a really wacky setting, Mm. how of an interesting movie it could be. Another day. Another dollar. I'd be a miner for, like, a year. Hmm. But like you're still like it's a high risk job. You're legit on another planet, low gravity mining shit. For who? A big rich cunt who owns ships. I feel like I'd give it a shot because that's like a ticket sort of mm. to go to leave this planet. Yeah, it'd be cool. To go to the moon. It would definitely would be cool. I'd rather be a bounty bounty hunter in a in a fucking ship that I bought, bro. <laughs> fucking flying around. Imagine Boba that. Fett, bro. Imagine if that becomes reality. Mm. That's one thing I need to watch. I like watched, I think, half of the first episode of the uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I haven't seen it. Yeah, already looks sick. Mm. But um, that's basically what he does. He like you know Watch how out. Han Solo is like frozen in the yeah steel kind of whatever the hell it is. Yeah, I don't know. See, yeah. we're, we're not Star Wars he guys. Gets uh, one of his bounties, does that whole thing, like freezes him. And then just racks him up and is like just tethering him all in his ship. Really? And he just drops him off. <laughs> yeah. That's fat. Yeah. It would be pretty sick to be a bounty. Yeah, but you're also probably going to die, which is probably because people will know you're a bounty. Yeah. And, and also you're legit fighting criminals who are career criminals. It's yeah. just like the Wild West. The bounty hunters die, so do the criminals. Mm-hmm. Texas Red with a big iron on his hip. It'd be sick to be a cowboy as well. Yeah. But I always think like it gets glorified so much. Like I'd love to be a cowboy, but being back in the time, like and actually experiencing what it was like that back then, Mm. it'd be so shit. Yeah, bro. You're legit getting up at the crack of dawn, mustering cattle, fucking like cutting them up, killing them, eating Mm. them living on a ranch it's not that bad now that I think about it it'd actually be pretty chill it'd be pretty good if you had the mindset 
yeah. of like now and go Body back there, group. everybody is so racist. Oh, true. There's like slaves and shit then. But you'd want to be that one guy, in the, the one white guy in every Western movie who's pretty chill. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. He's a black man, but you know, he's he gets the work done. He's just as good as us. And, you know, and that's just like everyone goes, he's still a bit racist, but yeah. he's all right. That's what I've always thought. If I was to go... Mm, this sounds completely fucked. What? Probably shouldn't even be saying it because people would be like, you fucking sick this twisted is what fuck Gus's friend said this yeah yeah my friend said this <laughs> <laughs> um if I would like had to go back like into the western times mm. I feel like I would buy I know this sounds real fucked up buy slaves buy you. slaves and yeah just you're free yeah just buy them just like be like cool mm. You can stay here, work and whatnot if you really want, but do your own fucking thing, bro. I wonder if that was a real person because that'd be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But often, often the thing was, especially in ancient Rome and ancient Greece when they had slaves, if, if a politician bought you, he was giving you a better life than you could ever live if you weren't a slave. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm reading this book, uh, uh, it's called Epictetus it's, it's Epictetus the philosopher and it's about like his teachings and stuff and he was a slave who was bought by uh, I think it was Epicopolis or something like that but it's, it was some politician in the Roman like council mm. and because Epictetus was a slave and he was in the class of a freed slave if he was freed he would never be able to talk to noblemen he'd be just a peasant he'd be rubbish but he he was a slave to this high-end person and he was in the inner circle of the Roman council hearing everything they were saying, getting the education that they were getting. So him being a slave brought him up and yeah. when he was talking about it, he was no way thankful of it, but he was no way spiteful of it. He was just like taking it as it came. He sort of seemed like it was fucked up, but it was sort of good at the same time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I feel like that's what a lot of like, uh, like you have Samuel Jackson in Django. He was the best he was like the best of the worst thing you know what i mean yeah. he was the best slave he was, he was in the best position of a slave but he's still a slave yeah and he sort of came accustomed to it and he was treated with a bit of respect by the by the people in the house but he knew he was a servant he became accustomed to like his submissive role which is fucked yeah but it's what happens sometimes you know Django was such a good movie Django's a banger movie Django unchained yeah but it would be interesting to buy them but as i said like it's it's almost <laughs> it's almost better to buy them and then keep them like say you're free and do whatever the fuck you want but still keep the paperwork to say they're a slave because if they just walk around they'll be like who are you and they'd be like oh i'm freed i'm myself and they'd be like you think so and they get lynched and they get fucked up but if they had papers saying this guy owns me i'm out in town doing this shit it would sort of give him a cover maybe yeah it's complete speculation but you could be the guy who buys all the slaves and just has them, mm. but has them free to live their life. But if anyone comes knocking, he owns them. Therefore, you can't fuck with it because it's yeah. their property. Because it's another white man's property. Therefore, they get arrested. Because like black guys get murdered and shit. They didn't care. Mm. So it's like using the the worst point in time to do good. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're using the... It's so fucked, bro. Like, how were we that savage? Like, how were we that mean to everyone? 
I don't know. To treat a whole other race completely differently because of their skin color. It's so retarded. So dumb. That is retarded. They literally were retarded. They were mentally retarded. Like, how do we get to that point in time where we view people like that? And like, we think so differently now. Mm. But they, I bet the future generations will say the same thing about us, but eating meat. I guarantee it. Mm. We'll just have to die out. We'll be like the last generation of eat meat meat eaters fully. You know what I mean? That's the thing, you know, because slavery still is a thing. Mm. In fact, I think it's bigger now than it was back then. Yeah. Um, it's just not as overt. It's more covert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's because we're so westernized. Yeah. We're, we're sheltered from it. Yeah. Um, but... Slaves. What was I gonna say? Hmm. I got something to say. Say it. It'll come back to me. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Um, because I know that slaves are are popular now, but that's not like slaves per se, right? It's not like you actually own someone. Mm. Like all of, yeah, uh, like the United Arab Emirates is built essentially by slaves. Mm. They'll get people from another country like Bangla- like uh, from Bangladesh and shit and India and they'll truck them over as as workers and then as they get into UAE they take their passports they put them on buses they ship them off to camps and then they say you work with us on this contract we'll give you shit working conditions all your life is to work You we, we ship you here if you try and leave we'll put you in jail and execute you and you have to work for this amount of time before you give your passport back and you send you back to your country and that's pretty much legal slave labor that no one questions because the UAE control the oil. You know what I mean? So, and that's why yeah. the sheiks are so fucking rich is because they're building infrastructure on the most fucked margins of profit to fund to fund the Western country going over there like the UFC and they fund all their shit they want to do and they just make money off lower classes being fucked. Yeah. And we're legit, we, if you go to UAE, you're pretty much... You will be looked at in history by from living off of slave labor. Mm. It's a bit fucked. You know, you know how we were saying like it's so fucked just because people saw another like thought it was like okay to uh, put another race under you, like be able to buy. Yeah. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> That's a risky thing to say, right? I now. <laughs> feel. Sorry for what has happened to the black people. You're freaking me out. <laughs> in, in like recent times. Yes. But regardless, it's all fucked up. What I'm saying is real fucked up. But yeah. slavery, yeah. from what I'm just piecing together, has been going on since the dawn of time. Mm. And we're coming, we're evolving out of it now. Yeah. We're still not even evolved out of it. No. You just shifted the... the. Mm. So, it almost seems like slavery is inevitable. Like, it's always going to be there. Yeah, but... It's just could, like, who's going to be the next slave? You could say the same thing about murder, though. Mm. Murder's always going to be yeah. there, right? But that's, the, that's our duty as an evolving civilization, as human beings collectively, to step away from that. You know what I mean? Because that's that's like the perspective of oh they always did it therefore we should do it. It's just wrong though. Mm. 
Like, I don't think it's inevitable at all. I think... Well, I think it is because people who get, like, rich, like, big corporations, like, everybody knows Nike. Like, everybody makes jokes about Nike, like, having sweatshops and, like, having yeah. little Asian kids making shoes Legit. and shit That's just slaves without the word slaves. Exactly. We just shift who's the victim. And everybody goes, oh... Like, everybody knows about it. Everybody jokes about it. Some people take it seriously. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. But it's big companies that have so much money under their fucking belt that they just go splash a bit of money or make something like an apology or say they're going to stop, but they'll never fucking stop. Yeah. They'll just shift it to somewhere else where, oh, it's not there anymore. Okay. Then it must, they must have stopped. They'll shift the eyes off that place. Bro, our Western culture is so eyes wide shut. Mm. We're so progressive. We're so like, look at us. Look how well we're doing. Black lives matter, which black lives do matter. But with that progression, Mm. we're not even addressing the whole progression. Because as you said, there's literal child slaves who work in sweatshops and we joke about it. And we're benefiting off Nike shoes and all these companies making legit slave labored Say products. Fuck and Nike all you want. Yeah. You wear them, of course. These are comfy as fuck. You know Nike shit is comfy as fuck because I guarantee you. You own a pair. You own something Nike like. Like, you own something Nike, period. Yeah. But that's the thing, like. We're such we're victims, but we're so blinded by we're blinded by how comfy and fucking good looking this shit is that we're just like, oh, I feel bad. But like, how long is that badness? We're not living it. Like, it's fucked. You know, we want to help the world and we're trying to progress. You know, we're trying to do all these movements, but every single banner for every single movement you're trying to push forward. And all these like slogos that you have on t-shirts that trying to create change. You're buying that from a sweatshop in China where people are legit. They put nets around buildings so cunts can't jump off and kill themselves. And we have this facade that we're progressive. You know what I mean? It's, It's weird and it'll never change because capitalism, bro. Because the people with the power... Um, get to decide what happens with the world and it's just no longer overt it's covert now they do it in secret they want to hide it like apple does this shit they have little farms where they like make people design all this shit and then build it and then they say designed in california not made in california you sneaky fox it's designed by the people who have that tech yeah but they don't do it they just send it off to like where it's cheap yeah like and you could say, oh, they're getting money for it, but that money is way... Like, the profit margin is fucked. They could easily provide these people with a better wage and still make ridiculous money. It's really warping my mind, right? Far out. I don't even know... Like, I'm sitting here, and, like, every every movement that's trying to create change, like, you know, Black Lives Matter... Uh, that's being created with George Floyd, you know, like it's all, it's all right. And we can only focus on one thing at a time. You know what is fucked, bro? Retarded. What? Retarded or Down syndrome? Down syndrome retarded. It's Down syndrome-ly retarded. Yeah. Um, it's not retarded. 
Uh, China mm. has like, because f- you know how over here, coals, like the the, the one of the biggest things. Oh, <laughs> one yeah. of the biggest uh, biggest things. Uh, it was in the news. I think maybe this year, halfway through last year, mm. Coles was getting rid of a bunch of their employees because they were making automated uh, systems. Yeah, yes. automated systems. China doesn't do that. And you're probably like, why? Because they have that many people, the amount of manpower. What do you mean? So they're saying they're not automating their factories? Because they have that many people to work cheap for that is cheaper than like automating stuff. Really? Yeah. Are you that they have all that. There's a over a billion, like Chinese people. Yeah. So they just go. We're just gonna employ a bunch of people. And it'll get the same work done as the automated system, for a whole lot cheaper. Yeah. Because they'll employ them for minimum wage, which minimum wage over there doesn't sound too nice. So that they, they just don't have the need to like automate anything. Like they can make the stuff. To automate stuff and then just send it over to bloody wherever the hell. Yeah. Australia, America, mm. westernized places, but yeah, they don't necessarily do it themselves because they have that many people. Mm. China is super interesting because the way their government works, right? They're legit trying to masquerade like a free country, but they're pretty much a communist fucking totalitarian government, right? Yeah. And I was looking at this scientist and he was part of an American, like the American Scientific Society or whatever. And he was, and he was talking about like the international, um, the international, uh, uh, the international development of science and America has all the facilities. So they'll bring in international scientists to come learn in America because they have the, they've told, they've been told that American scientists aren't the best, so they need to get foreign scientists to come in to make the technology better. But they say that's not actually true. It's just trying to diversify and that they US US scientists are losing jobs because international like students and stuff come over and work for cheap, right? In these in these scientific studies. And then because the US scientific system, like the scientific development is the most cutting edge, is the best, and they're not even supporting like the US citizens in learning this stuff, the Chinese government who sends people over to learn these things through international things, which isn't wrong, I believe in like international sharing, yeah. but it's the way the government does it. These individuals, all the power to you to go over and learn um to learn from international like avenues that's how china has exploded with their like uh basically their own kind of um industrial revolution yeah they send people uh of their own country over to learn what has already been learnt and bring it back yeah to their country and show it to them and be like okay cool we're, this we've already got like yeah all the information from like nothing let's build from that that's what the interesting point is right so these individuals who are chinese citizens you know they are born in china they love china but they will go over to another country that's that's in a western society and western societies are developing technology 
you can even count Japan as that because they're not really they're not like China yeah. but these these advanced countries that are developing technology at an exponential rate are often western capitalist societies because the capitalism drives progress because of competition right and if you know the big it's dog eat dog you know what I mean so the best survives so what happens is international students will come over into western societies learn everything that's being developed due to this really efficient capitalist style Mm -hmm. then they'll go back to China express their ideas to the Chinese government then the Chinese government through the communist power and the order and the structure they can distribute this information into society they can distribute it so efficiently where they can go okay what is this this new information okay we need to do this all right let's do it now boom let's set up this government body boom this government body hires these people your job is this your job is this and they don't get a say because they're told they they live up to the government because that is how their system works so they are eating the fruits of the capitalist development and then using it more efficiently than we ever could because we have free choice and we have the free market you know what i mean we can do whatever the fuck we want so it's that's really it's a really interesting and i heard this scientist going on about it and he was saying that it's not racist it sounds so fucked he's just like we're just trying to like keep what keep the development and and keep everything equal because you know if you view america would view china as a potential superpower threat right because we're obviously not a superpower threat no way. it's like russia china and us and if us keeps doing this they're legit giving up all their information for free to china to then become even stronger and then the us becomes redundant so the, the us has a reason for national security to keep the information within themselves yeah it's 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 fucked and i disagree with this whole notion anyway mm. i wish that the chinese government didn't have malicious intents and weren't building fucking air force bases in the middle of oceans and trying to yeah, dominate so the world fast. i wish it wasn't like that i wish that we could all go oh wait you're chinese you're russian you're american no we're all human beings let's all just fucking come together in a summit and develop information and technology together let's all unify i wish we didn't have to have these little games of spies and students and scientific like development a, all this rubbish. rubbish we're all one bro but this is the reality of the life we live in like these borders are fake and yet we all follow them abide by them and I'm Australian you're New Zealander therefore we're different mm. it's like it, it it's not real mm. I hate that this goes on it's New just, Zealanders are like like proper fobbers uh, some of the best people to be around yeah bro because they are just a naturally relaxed and very easy to vibe with mm. kind of culture like culture. group of people yeah their culture is awesome it's an attitude it's like you could say it's like obviously um like uh you can say it's a a race thing but race really has nothing to do with it. it's a mm. cultural thing it's how the culture that they're born into develops their personalities differently mm. and it, and if it's positive it's positive you know mm. what i mean because I noticed that because we're white, we enter a friend's home or something. We are extra cautious. We don't want to cause any drama. Well, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. But in other cultures, it's just like you enter the home. It's like your home. Yeah. They want you to take everything. They want... And I like that better. If I have someone entering my home, I want them to feel as comfortable as possible. You know, you're welcome here. What can I get you? What can I give you? But typical white people, right? Because I know I do this and I'm trying to change it. If I get offered... 
something to drink by a guest that I'm at their house doing work or something, I'll always say, no, 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 it's fine. I'm right. I'm right. But little do I know that their culture says, I offer you a drink. You should take it because you should accept my gratitude. You should accept my offer of friendship because that makes us more comfortable and that creates a bond and therefore we'll like each other and we'll be more comfortable in the house together. And it does. It works. If you drink their drink and you say thank you, you have a little moment of, of humanity and then therefore... You can talk a lot easier. You feel more comfortable. You don't feel like a stranger in their house. It's a much better human experience. Hmm. I'm trying to do that more. Yeah. Yeah. It even happens if like, you can see that within your own family if that's how you're raised. Because I know I'm kind of raised, not even raised like that. Mm. It's just how I am naturally. Because I just don't want to cause the trouble, like cause them trouble by going to get me a piece of their like food or get me a glass out of the fridge uh, yeah. cupboard to get me a glass of water. And you think... I'm like, no, I don't want to like... Yeah. No, thank you. But um, even though you would actually like it pretty much. Yeah. But then I think like, if if you say I was at your house and I asked you for that, would it be hassle for you to go and get it for me? Or do you feel like you'd want to go get it for me because you want to make me feel welcome? Yeah. Obviously. Hmm. So it's like, we're just wrong. <laughs> Like, if they offer you something and you actually want it, just say you want it. Yeah. Because it just makes them feel more comfortable because you're legit opening yourself up mm. to their house and it makes you feel more friendly. I don't know why I've been de- where I've been raised like this. It just seems wrong to me. Mm. So, like, when I have a house and shit, I'm, change- I'm not doing that with my kids. Like, I'm going to be the example of just accepting... Fr- like, it's like Big Les Show where at the start, he's just, like, drinks the beer when he comes into the pub. And he's like, you drink my beer, mate. And he's just like, oh, what? I'll pay for it. I'll fucking pay for it. I got, I got it right here. I'll fucking pay for it. And the guy's like, calm down, mate. Just accept my token of gratitude, all right? And he's like, oh, really? Sick cunt. Thanks, mate. It's yeah. so true. Like every white guy, if you do something, anything nice for them where you like spend money, it's just like, oh, I'll get you back. I'll get you back. Don't worry. Because yeah. it's a pride. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will even things out. Don't worry. And if you say, no, it's fine, just accept my friendship, accept my kind, like, my uh, kind gesture, because I'm trying to show that, like, I like you, you don't need to worry about this, we're friends. Mm. It fucks with so many people's brains. They're like, what? No, I'll just pay for it. No, no, I'll just pay for it. I'm trying, I'm like that as well sometimes. I can't accept the the kindness. Mm. They're literally just trying to show that they like you, and they say, you don't need to worry about it, I got Mm. it. Oh, oh, I got it. Put that paper shit away, mate. Mm. You know what I mean? Put that plastic shit away. It's yeah. so true. Like, Chris's house Different is vibe. the only house I feel comfortable yep. to, without saying a word, going into his, like, kitchen, opening up the door, and getting myself a water or a Coke. Yep. You know what that is? Ethnic household, bro. Mm-hmm. We are from a white household. He's from a Lebanese household. It's yeah. a completely different vibe. Mm-hmm. For those... Who are like, oh, what? Why are you doing that? Every time, without a doubt, our homeboy Chris, when you walk in, Habibi, welcome. Do you want a drink? Do you want a food? We got it in the fridge. We just had like chicken for dinner. And you can say, no, no, no. I've got dinner at home. I've just ate. He'll be like, are you sure? Here, take some to like for lunch tomorrow or have some. It's really good. He will keep pushing. And I'm kind of easing back into that now where he's accepted. Yeah, they're offering. Mm. So they're trying to be nice. And if you say no and you keep saying no, it's mm. almost like you're cutting off that friendship opportunity. You mm. know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I okay. What do I enjoy? Do I enjoy going to someone's house and like it being where I can feel comfortable and I and I feel like it's my own house and I know that they want me to be like that hmm. and accept it. Or do I feel more comfortable going to a house where I have to feel like I'm on eggshells and I'm just trying not to be a fuss? Don't worry me. I'm just a little mousy here. You don't know about me. Just keep doing whatever you're doing. That's such a... It's not right, but yeah. we still do it. And I don't think I can even rewire that in the places I've already been like that. It's like you got to go to a new house and establish that. Mm. But I know when I have my own house, I'm going to be like that. I want to have just complete freedom. I don't even know how you create that. Mm. You just have to be extra... Accept it. Don't worry. You take. You just give it to them. You force it. Mm. It's a definitely a cultural thing, which, you know, I like that. Col- yeah. I like that better than us. I like I that better to, than our culture. You know. I hope to bring that like into my house when I have like a family. Yeah. That yep. when anybody comes in, just oh, help yourself. Because mm. it really, it really evens out in the end. You know. Mm. I firmly believe that. Yeah. You'll pick up on the vibe if someone is like taking from you or like going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you offer them, then they take. But they will never offer you, or if you ask, it's a hassle. Yeah. Like for them. It's a bad omen. Mm. That's when it's like, ooh. Yeah, bro. Separate, distance myself from you a bit. There's little things like that. You run little tests, mm. see how people react. Mm. Some like, people just are different. Mm. You just have to accept it. I Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm a supreme wanker though when it comes to like guests over at my house. You just leave. Yeah. Nah, if someone asks me for something like, oh, can I get a glass of water? I'll just be like, go get it your fucking self. Mm. Or, That's because no, you're close you cannot. But I will give you a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just because you're close with us though. Yeah. But yeah, then I, you know what I find? I just find that when you, sometimes you do that, I, would, I just don't do that because I just think it's hassle. It's just extra effort I have to go through because I'm eventually going to have to get you water anyway or eventually you're going to get water anyway. Yeah. So why wank you about it? <laughs> Only at special times I'll be like that. Yeah, but, but even growing up, you just I'd be over at your house hanging out with you and you just fucking run away and I'd be like, all right, I'm at, I'm, I'm 12. I'm at my friend's house alone <laughs> and he just ran off into his house and I have to go inside the house and navigate the house and find him <laughs> and, and you just like walk around the house that's the thing such a weird thing for me especially when I was young you know it was daunting it's so mm. stupid it's like I, I'm not sure if I was like trying to get across that my house is your house like was that you do whatever do? the hell you want yeah like, follow me sit in the freaking couch do whatever you want yeah like because, yeah, I would feel like if I go inside, oh, I'm going to get something or I just walk into my room, mm. you do whatever the hell you want mm. in the house. Because I know you're not going to take anything from there. Yeah. But, mm. or do something fucked up, like get a samurai sword and cut my bed sheet. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, never. That was, good. that was funny though. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> Betty day cooler yeah that just tied up nicely yeah it did uh just preface if you said anything fucked up it wasn't true we didn't say it yeah don't know what you heard like you're wigging out we're we're human beings yeah you're on some other shit I love you we are one (laughs)
Alright, wait, what do I say at the end? That's my outro, hey. Thank you so much. The energy. Here's what you gotta do. Crack open a can of motivation. You got this. Who do I not approves? <laughs> now I gotta click the now I gotta click the space bar and end it. <laughs> Ciao guys. And fuck your ass.